Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's Rico Daily. I'm Adam Clark Estes. A couple weeks ago, the small Pacific island nation of Tonga was kicked offline in terrifying fashion. Chris Stokel Walker wrote about it for the MIT Technology Review. So the reason that we have no internet in Tonga, Adam, is because a huge volcano essentially erupted and caused havoc. Some frightening scenes coming out of the Pacific island nation of Tonga this morning. Take a look at this satellite video, which shows a nearby undersea volcano erupting. A massive cloud of smoke spewing in all directions and as high as 12 miles in the air. So this eruption was a significant one. We know that it was the most disruptive that there has been in the history of this volcano. And just yesterday, NASA announced that this underwater blast was hundreds of times more powerful than the Hiroshima nuclear explosion. There was a huge amount of waves that were caused by this happening in the middle of the ocean. Australia's east coast has been put on alert. The entire west coast of the United States and Alaska under a tsunami alert. In Japan, too, there are warnings of possible waves three meters high. 6,000 miles away from Tonga in Peru, there were impacts felt there. And two people drowned 6,000 miles away. So it kind of gives you a sense of the scale of how big uh, this volcano exploding essentially underwater was. But the full impact of the volcanic blast is yet to be seen, since the country has been largely cut off from the outside world. Internet access is one of those key areas that I think was affected by essentially the destruction of undersea cables that connect Tonga to the rest of the world's internet. That's making it hard for some aid agencies to plan their next move. So when I wrote my story, which was last week, there were huge issues with even knowing kind of the number of people who had been injured or hurt or displaced. We're roughly thinking up to 80,000 people could be affected. But how many of them are seriously affected? We don't know. Generally, you would, on an island nation, rely on the internet to get word out, and they simply couldn't. You know, internet traffic completely disappeared overnight when the volcano erupted and still isn't back to normal. Have people in Tonga been able to connect with the rest of the world at all since the blast? Tonga has been reconnected in some way to the internet. You know, satellite internet providers have stepped in and internet speed is slowly returning to Tonga, although the subsea cable fix is still not quite done and is going to be weeks away. And what do we know about how they're doing? Well, we, we know that figuring out how to get food and water has been a challenge. Most of our drinking tap water has been um, affected by the dust from the aftermath of the volcanic ashes. We know 
in the initial days after uh, the volcanic eruption, there was a challenge for even landing planes because of the ash that was thrown up and landed on the tarmac. That made it very, very difficult for, for planes to land. Everyone here is thought it's in the process of cleaning up. The dust from rooftops, trees, from offices, vehicles, everywhere. Now they're starting to get some kind of general support and information back in and out of Tonga. But you know, this is the kind of thing that doesn't get fixed very easily. There are huge ramifications for this, both on a tech side, but also on a human side as well. You know, people are being displaced from their homes here. How does Tonga normally stay connected? It's a remote island nation. Uh, you mentioned a, a subsea cable? Yeah, so these subsea cables that connect uh, different countries around the world are kind of the backbone for the global internet sphere. Tonga was connected with one single subsea cable that runs around 500 miles or so between Tonga and Fiji that connected the two to the rest of the global internet. The issue with that, the Tonga cable system, was that it was broken, we believe, in two different places. So there was one break discovered 23 miles offshore, another one uh, around about the same distance from Tonga's capital. Obviously, if you have a break in these subsea cables, that's not very good. In a lot of countries, so the US where, where you're based, or the UK where I am, we would have redundancies in these cables, multiple cables crisscrossing the subsea floor. Tonga, not necessarily as economically developed, not necessarily having as much money to spend on this sort of thing, didn't have that redundancy. So when that single cable, that individual point of connection between Tonga and the rest of the world is severed, the internet goes down with it in its entirety. So you said there's no backup cable. Is there any kind of backup system at all for Tonga? So Tonga has previously had issues with its internet cable. Uh, in 2019, it had basically a near total internet blackout, which was caused by an undersea cable being cut. And this time, not because of a natural disaster, but instead because basically a boat dropped anchor and started dragging the anchor and caught the cable with it. And that's, by the way, not uncommon. Back then, Tonga's internet uh, did go down temporarily, but it very quickly came back up because they'd rely on satellite internet backups. The issue in this time was that Tonga's satellite connections were destroyed. We believe potentially either because of the ash affecting the ability to receive and send those signals, or also just the fact that you know a huge eruption like that took out all the power that would usually enable that to happen. So Tonga didn't have that backup in this instance, and they're only slowly getting it now. I wonder, what does it take to actually fix those undersea cables where they were broken? They, they have to be super deep underwater. So fixing undersea cables is not an easy task. We rely on very, very precarious connections in order to power large parts of our economy, the internet, essentially. You, know, you think about the number of vessels that are on our seas and the number of vessels that maybe crisscross the oceans. They will destroy these small subsea cables because they are often just the thickness of a garden hose at their thinnest point. But what is interesting is that there are only a finite number. So, you know, there are many, many internet cables connecting us underwater. There aren't as many ships that can 
be tasked to fix them. And so it takes time to get there. The closest vessel that could fix Tonga's break was something like 3,000 miles away in Papua New Guinea. And it takes a couple of weeks for uh, that vessel to get there, even before they identify triage and fix the problem. When they eventually do, they locate the break underwater. They then essentially send down a big giant hook that picks up the cable where it's broken. It brings it onto the deck of the vessel that is tasked with fixing it. And they essentially shunt the two bits together, drop it back down and test the cable to make sure that it's working again. But that in itself doesn't take a long time. It is the travel that takes a long time to actually get the vessel to the point of breakage. So as Tonga rebuilds and tries to get back online, is there a way they can future-proof their internet connection so that this doesn't happen again? So Tonga is in a really difficult position because it by necessity needs to future-proof its internet. But one of the challenges is that you can't account for these once-in-a-lifetime, once-in-a-generation natural disasters. Sometimes there are things that are just so big that they will destroy infrastructure like this regardless. I spoke to several experts who were trying to game out the opportunity for Tonga to have some sort of redundancy that wouldn't have been affected by a volcano eruption such as this one, and they couldn't really think of one. The obvious options are build another cable, and that requires a lot of money, which Tonga doesn't necessarily have. But even if it did, the reality is that a huge volcano eruption like that would probably have breached a cable even if it went off the other side of the islands of Tonga. So that's not really an option. Satellite internet, we've mentioned was uh, a redundancy for them in 2019 when they last had this issue, but of course that had problems here and it's only just being fixed now. So in reality, there are kind of some incidents that are just too big to fix and you have to deal with that. But when you think about the fact that the internet is one of those core dependencies that we have, heat, light, water, power, and now internet connectivity, that's not necessarily good enough. Chris, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Today's episode was produced by Taylor Macon and engineered by Christian Ayala. I'm Adam Clark Estes. Thanks for listening.